Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. Zutalo. I have missed one. <laughs> Hi. What? It's uh, the French chef from Little Mermaid. Oh. What? Is, what he's gonna? He's about to kill Sebastian or attempt to. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the movie. It is the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. It is a good part. <laughs> Today we're going to be playing Fromage, designed by is, Matthew. Is that a question? <laughs> well, you always got a question. <laughs> he's a lobster, right? He's a, he's a crab, but it's the French chef who's, who says the. Today we're going to be playing Fromage, designed by Matthew O'Malley of The Search for Planet X, Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Between Two Cities, and Ben Rossett of the same games. Developed by Andrew Nerger and Jeffrey Chin. The artist was Pavel Javba, Arning Ekano, Brian Masanke, Jay Morris, Jeffrey Chin, and Hector Lopez. It was published, will be published in 2024 by Road to Infamy Games. And uh, there were cheese consultants. Nate Willis yep. and Lisa Little mm. of Prairie Fruits and Farms. So shout out to Prairie <laughs> Fruits and Farms. I just appreciated that the rule book had cheese consultants. <laughs> <laughs> you are a French cheesemaker in the early 20th century making, aging, and selling your artisanal cheeses. Become the most prestigious cheesemaker in all of France by running a highly successful creamery and crafting exceptional cheese. The mechanics are area majority influence. <laughs> What? Area majority influence, bias, contracts, end game bonuses, simultaneous action selection, and worker placement. Uh, Bias being when pieces automatically move in certain directions, or it's easier to move in a certain direction, or some directional. Well, that really cleared it up. (laughs) All right, and the box art. Uh, It's cute. Um, It's a little bit cartoony. Um, there's like a landscape of cheese, which is <laughs> the world. The world is made of cheese. Fantastic. Um, cows are hanging out on and sheep and, um, there's goats. a little goats, um, little cheese village. Um, fromage looks like a nice, like restaurant sign. Um, like a little, you know, decorative bar and sign hanging off of it with yeah it's an attractive cover i would i would would you pull this off the shelf say that already yes that i would pull it off based on this this cover um yeah i would too this might be one of the most jump out covers i've seen (laughs) descriptions interesting too Mm -hmm. uh you guys Uh, i think i would too the the box art reminds me of like the beginning of like a 70s or 80s cartoon where mm. you know it opens up and then we're going to zoom in onto the village into like tom and jerry or bugs bunny or something's going to be in there but it's going to be like a weird like opening into it but it's just kind of fun and sort of whimsical and and then the colors and the art style yeah i like it and then i'm i'm all i'm all for a game where i get to like make stuff so <laughs> or at least pretend like i'm making stuff yeah mm-hmm. baby yeah Yes, absolutely. You had me at fromage. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the world really is made of cheese. So this is like real life. Mm. I could have gone with uh, an American tale, 
and done some five old mouse quits. Yeah, that's what I would have done. But I went with French Chef instead from Little Mermaid. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how do we think it's played? We're making cheese. Um, so we need curds and whey, right? Yeah. I, I have no idea what dairy. Dairy goes in cheese. I yes. assume we, we churn some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That's part of the process. But is that for butter or cheese? Uh, Butter. Butter. Doesn't it do the the similar process? Maybe not. Only made cheese once. We didn't churn. All right. Uh, Area majority influence. So we want cheese control. Oh, the best milk. Yeah, I want to. I want to be the Swiss Baron, (laughs) and not like a Baron in Switzerland, but like just the Baron of Swiss cheese. Bias, though, this whole movement thing. I don't. Yeah, I have no idea. Is the cheese moving? Maybe the farm. Where do the farm animals come in? To get the milk? Yeah, but worker placement. Oh, Oh, the game play. (laughs) (laughs) Your worker placement. You can place your worker to milk the cow. Uh huh. Yes. Oh, are the cows or our workers? Maybe. Oh, see, that would be great. Um, Yeah, we have animal cheese if it was actually Mm -hmm. made by the cows. Not just the cow's milk, but like the cows made the cheese. Yeah. Like pooped out cheese. <laughs> well, I was thinking more of like <laughs> traditional cheese making and not just like a weird, whatever that is. Weird cow poop. Or maybe the bias is that the cows are just running around the cheese land and you've got to chase them down. Mm. I don't know. I think we have no idea how this yeah, is this made. Is, uh, this is actually one of the most bizarrely hard games to figure out. I think it's your standard worker placement kind yeah, of like probably. Uh, venti, <laughs> venti culture, but with cheese. Yeah, probably. But I hope it's much more whimsical. The best example for bias is Bosque, where it tells you the wind direction for the second phase and where the leaves, which direction the leaves go. That was the best example. But cheese doesn't move. <laughs> I mean, I hope the cheese doesn't move. So I would hope, don't think I'd eat it if it was moving. <laughs> A big block of free sprouting little cartoon links and running off. Yeah, it's like a 1940s recruiting commercial. It's just like a pile of brie that's like, hey, they're recruiting for the war. I'm going to the recruiting office. <laughs> Remember to use your food stamps and your ration cards. <laughs> oh, my. All right, well, I think we got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, BP, the history of running cheese. Mm-hmm. Or cow- <laughs> cows pooping out cheese and then the cheese running away. To join the war effort. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the war effort. They've got victory gardens which going. Which war? Which war? Um, well, obviously the Second World War. Obviously. But cheese is much older than that. You're, that's a lie. It can't possibly be true. Do, do you know that the oldest cheese that they found in archaeological digs was made uh, around two, almost 2000 BCE? I bet somebody ate it too. I hope not. Um, okay, so cheese, as we've been talking about, is a dairy product. It comes in a wide range of flavors, textures, uh, and different coagulations of milk protein casein. Uh, so you can do all kinds of milk fats from cows, buffalo, goats, or sheep. Um, do they not make it from mares? Because I know they have a fermented mare milk drink in Mongolia, but they must not make cheese out of it. 
Um, anyway, it's, that was just kind of a side note, but, um, the history of cheese is kind of interesting. It's really unclear when exactly cheese or it or originated as an ancient food. Um, according to Wikipedia, it predates a recorded history. So prehistory, some of the earliest uh, finds they have found that have been proposed are as soon as the domestication of sheep. So the first uh, cheese would have been the sheep cheese would have been something probably similar to feta, uh, heavily salted, um, kind of having, you know, less, less shelf life as well. Um, yeah. So somewhere around 8,000, some of the earliest archeological records we have are 5,500 5, BCE in Poland. Um, cheese making then began, uh, like I said, usually with just a pressing of the, the milk and salting of the curdled milk to preserve it. Um, archaeological evidence, as I said, for Egyptian cheese was found in an Egyptian tomb dating to about 2000. Uh, and then one of the oldest cheeses dating from approximately 1200 BCE was found in an ancient tomb. Um, uh, like I said, more kind of cottage cheesy or feta crumbly uh, in for the earliest textures until around the uh, kind of closer to Roman times when you start to have uh, up in Northern Europe, uh, kind of milder climates being able to produce uh, cheese that required less salt with finding out that the different microbes and molds can help uh, preserve the cheese uh, and add flavor. Um, the earliest ever discovered preserved cheese was found in the Taklamakan Desert in uh, Xinjiang, China, dating from around 1615 BCE. Uh, and then really you just have uh, mostly in the Mediterranean and European um, worlds kind of uh, during the Roman, post-Roman period and would not become outside of the Indian subcontinent, the Mediterranean and Europe uh, until Europeans uh, and kind of the spread of European and Indian uh, cultures brought cheese to other places where they didn't quite have the domesticated animals necessary to produce cheese because there were no domesticated animals to produce milk in the Americas prior to Europeans. Hmm. So really the roads in America were not paved in cheese. Feifel had it all wrong. Um, oh, here's something about factory made cheese overtook traditional cheese making in the World War II era. So there you go with your World War II history coming into play. It all comes together. Uh, and then the question for everybody is, uh, what is the best cheese and why is it Swiss? <laughs> the best cheese is uh, Seymour de Touraine. It's a goat cheese that has this nice green. Nope. green you said goat moldy. cheese, you're already out. <laughs> Eric, best cheese. Okay, what's my favorite cheese? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I mean, I feel like I want to say the baked brie, but I feel like that's unfair because it has other things in it. Yeah. Well, I like brie even not baked. It's my favorite. Um, I mean, we had cheese night several times, but I yeah. can't tell you which ones were which. Yeah. Well, everybody's wrong because nobody said Swiss. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, All I right. will say I, when I was in Switzerland, they, they did like have like five different cheeses that they brought out in like a, a fondue style. And they were all very good, but I could not tell you what, what subset of Swiss they were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if it was cheese in Switzerland, it's all Swiss cheese. Yeah, that's what end, I kind of figured. It's all, it's all good. Uh, yep. Yeah. All right. So we are cheesemakers in France and we're trying to make the best cheeses. We gain points from the cheese we make and the player with the most points at the end of the game is the big cheese. That's my joke, not the rule books. Mm, All right. Uh, Each turn consists of two phases, retrieving workers and placing workers. The turns go simultaneously, so there is no first player. So phase one, we retrieve our workers. So this does not occur in the first turn of the game. So all players will have all of their workers. We're each going to have three workers uh, that account for the three different types of cheese. It's like hard cheese, soft cheese, and then... A cheese in the middle. <laughs> so yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so you'll have a location in front of you, and that is the only location that you can play. The workers will also have uh, arrows on them, essentially. So the board is going to turn. So later, when we go to retrieve our workers, you are only going to retrieve the workers that have an arrow pointing back towards you, and those are the workers that you will get to retrieve. Wow. Or the workers' cows. So it's cows. a cheese wheel. Uh, the workers are people. So, But it's like a cheese wheel. It is a cheese wheel, yes. All right, so that's uh, phase one. Phase two is action selection. So... Uh, you get to do two things. You can either make cheese or gather resources, and you can only do one of the. You can only do each one once per turn, and you can only place the number of workers that you currently have at the time. So to make cheese, you're going to place one of your cheese tokens in an empty space in the location in front of you, and then place one of your workers with a matching cheese type in that location. Oh, I wrote them down right here. So we have soft cheese, which looks like a white swirl. We have hard cheese, which looks like a cheddar. And then we have blue cheese, and it's blue. Uh, Some cheeses must be aged, so they'll have either plates or little castles or something around it, depending on which location it is. So bronze has to be uh, aged for a month, silver two months, and gold is three months. And a month in this context is basically a turn. And that's how many turns it's going to take before you can get that worker back. So if you have to age something for three months because it's gold, you are not going to get that worker back for three turns. Uh, but is the cheese worth gold in the end? Uh, those cheeses will be worth more generally in the end. Uh, some cheeses require fruit, uh, and so you cannot make it without a fruit token. So that's making cheese. For gather resources, you're going to place a worker in one of the open resource spaces in your location. The resources are structures, animals, fruits, and orders. And you gain a number of resources shown on the space. It's going to be ranged from a number from one to three uh, from the selected. And then just like the cheeses, if you select one that has a higher number of resources, it's going to take longer before you get that worker back. Uh, So fruits will let you make cheeses that require uh, either whole fruits or jams. Animals are placed in a milking parlor to gain a bonus cheese of a certain type. And each parlor can only be used once. And generally, they will increase in 
the number of cows or animals that you need in each parlor. Uh, orders can be fulfilled later with the appropriately, uh, appropriately shown cheese, and then structures are gonna provide you with special abilities. So cheese tokens always remain on the board, even when you retrieve your worker. Each of the locations will score, score cheese differently. So in the bistro, you want to be part of a completed table. Uh, in the, at the festival, you're trying to create large groups of cheese. In the fromagiere, you want to try and get a cheese on each of the different shelves. And finally, in the villas, it's about area control. So the villas is gonna be a, a map of France, and basically you're gonna to want to control as much as France as possible, uh, because that is your popularity of your cheese. The game is, end is triggered when a player places their last cheese token on the map. The game will then end once all players have finished their turn. The points are scored for each of the locations as previously described. You gain points for each completed structure, sets of completed orders, fruit, you're gonna multiply. So some fruit, you uh, you want whole fruit and some fruit, some cheeses want jam. So you're gonna multiply the number of cheeses you did with whole fruit times the number of cheeses you would did with jam. And that's gonna be your score for that. And then pairs of unmilked animals. And if there's a tie, the player who made the most cheese is the winner. And if it's still tied, the victory is shared. And those are all the rules. Mangeons le fromage. We just finished a game of fromage. So to recap, uh, Kiwi had 44 cow points. BP had 52 cheese points. I had 53 order points. And Kate had 60 fruit points. Uh, winning strategy, Kate. Fruit. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that is what I was going for. My specialty cheese shop. I had to do the fruit. So, yeah, that's what I went for. Yep. Yeah, but I feel like the area influence got you a big chunk yeah. of huge I points. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I neglected that one a lot. I can't say that that was an intentional strategy, but yeah, that was good. Yeah. And then Eric's points... Big chunk of his came from the orders, orders. but yeah. my bonus was for cows. So I think I may have should have, I, if I had another turn, I would have gotten some cow points for finishing that structure. Um, but that's what cost me because the cows were on the, uh, the map thing. And so that's why I didn't have many points on the map is because I kept trying to get some cows. cows. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Kiwi. Uh, I was trying to like do a little bit of everything, which I don't know why I keep doing that in every game I play because it never works out. <laughs> yeah, you definitely had to like sacrifice some things. Yeah, and I, I feel like I also played workers not smart because I had two or three turns where I couldn't do anything because all of my workers were other places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely the trick of the game. Yeah. Uh, BP strategy? I was trying to make cheese. Yeah. You made cheese? Yeah, but it apparently wasn't a winning strategy. Uh, I mean, it was pretty close. Yeah, you and Eric were really close. The ballpark. Third out of four. Uh, theme. What did you think of the theme? Hmm. Did you feel like a cheesemaker in France and or The Little Mermaid? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. And the, the theme is present you know we have this whole 
board that rotates around with all these uh, venues for your cheese. You have little cheese meeples. I would say it's definitely a lot less of making cheese and more of the selling cheese because you're like at a festival selling it and you're in a bistro Mm -hmm. and a cheese shop. Mm -hmm. I I didn't really get like, like Vinos where you're like making the wine and aging it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I, I don't know too much about cheese, but there's definitely cheese. Mm -hmm. But I was going to say, like, I felt more like a cheese seller and not a cheese maker. Yeah. Mm Because with like with viticulture, there's a very clear, like, I've got to plant the grapes Mm -hmm. and then I have to harvest the grapes and then I have to turn it into wine and then I have to age the wine and then I complete orders. And this is just sort of like, you just got cheese. Right. Yeah. You just place a token. You're just delivering it to different venues Mm -hmm. to sell cheese. Yeah. Which is not bad. It's just different. I was, and then thematically, like the box, I was hoping for something a little bit more whimsical based on the box art, mm. um, yeah. which it is very, I guess, more realistic, I guess, and at least in terms of art and cheese shops. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's a worker placement. I know that sounds more mechanics, but I, I feel like it's a very light on theme tying relationship to mechanically yeah 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 i'd agree it's kind of follow the same realm of like um grand austria hotel where yes it's just sort of mechanically but at least it's a fun theme on top i guess mm-hmm. yeah uh table presence I, I mean i loved the um meeples that were also kind of wedged cheese wedged shape and the rotating board so i think it would definitely catch your head when you looked at it because i think even though it must be on a rotating board this might be more exciting than the the rotating clock so i think there it's a it's a double layered map Mm -hmm. uh so that when the stuff goes in it sits into little divots so Mm -hmm. that when you do rotate it so like the board isn't on like a lazy Susan, although if oh. I played this in real life, I think I'd want it on a lazy right. Susan because that just sounds fun. Um, but everything's double layered. And then like what cheeses go where uh, are on like cards that you slide in and out of the double layered portions. Your games could be different based on what slides in. Uh, the resources will always be like the one, two, three, how long it takes to get your turns right. back. It's the cheese that will change. Um, but that's how it keeps the stuff in, in place while you're rotating it. Um, but seeing somebody like rotate the board would certainly be like an inch. I, I feel yeah. like I would stop to like, all right, why do they keep rotating this board? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I thought it, it looked good. I, again, I, I kind of like the boxer style better, but, uh, ignoring that it, I think it would, I mean, we've played a few like of these like sort of circular games and they usually don't. It kind of looked like weird games with some art tacked on, but I thought it did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Kind of jumped out at you. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, like you said, if you're seeing rotating it and all that stuff, I think it would catch your eye. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with all of that. Uh, the rotating board, especially in person, sounds like it would be pretty cool. And I think like collecting the resources might also be fun in person to get mm-hmm. cows and and berries 
Yep. So, yeah. Uh, mechanics, Kiwi. The I don't think we've ever played anything that had like that delayed worker mm-hmm. get back mechanic, which I found the most interesting part of the whole game, trying to figure out like one, you were limited on what those workers could do. Like they can only make specific cheeses. And then to know like, oh, it's going to be three turns before I get the back. And like there was uh, the first couple of turns, I didn't really think about it. Mm-hmm. But then there was the last couple of turns where I was like, oh, okay, it's getting to the end of the game. I know I need to get to this location. I need to have this meeple ready when I get to that location. So trying to like figure out which one do I put where so I could get, make sure I have it for that spot. I found that to be a very interesting mechanic. And I'd be willing to try more games that have like a delayed retrieval of workers as a mechanic. Yep. And I wonder if that's something I did wrong because I didn't really think about it. I just would always place at least one worker. So I'd always have like, I only would do it on the one so that I could get it back next turn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were times where I chose like the big resources because I knew like, oh, I need to finish this building or I need to do this. Yeah, I see. I didn't. But I also had two or three turns where I, I think I had the most cheese wedges left at the end of the game. Yeah. Because I, I had two or three turns where I couldn't do anything. I didn't get resources. I didn't get cheese. I did kind of a mix where I'd be like, OK, I'm going to play big cheese for something or big, you know, three turn guy. But I need to make sure I do a one turn for the other option so I get it back. That way I, I did some big ones, but I also tried to make sure I always had a worker. Didn't always work out. But, mm-hmm. um, I would say mechanically, it's really fucking clever. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I don't, uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, and I don't know that I would play another worker placement that's not simultaneous because um, <laughs> I think that was a big plus of it. Yeah. That's my biggest complaint of worker placement stuff is it's like, waiting for other people to go around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I agree with what you guys have already said about uh, the timing of the workers coming back. I guess it was also, I don't know if it's unique, but just like the, in your, where in your location you had like the two choices and kind of mm-hmm. also thinking about the, yeah, which worker used for each of those was interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, anything else? No. Uh, rules. How was it learning the game? Um, there's kind of a bit more there than I expected. Um, that's not really answering that question, but I, I, no, that's fair. <laughs> I thought it was like going to be a light whimsical game. Yep. <laughs> and I, I, with tabletop simulator, like I can't leave it and like open up the rules. So it'd be nice to have a, player aid or something because mm-hmm. i i totally forgot you know each of the locations by the time they got back around to me i didn't i forgot what the top the structures all meant so yeah i wish i either had the rule book or uh, at least a player aid yeah that the icons on the board didn't really help if they existed right mm-hmm. um and yeah i mean i think like you said it took a few at least one full rotation to kind of at least know mostly what you were doing. Right. That's what I was going to say is listening to the rules was very confusing. Even looking at the board, it didn't, it didn't click. It really was having to do the hands-on for a full turn. Mm -hmm. I I mean, a part of that is just because it was, 
like you said, mechanically haven't really played anything like it. So, mm -hmm. and, and I will say that even if you had access to the rule book, it probably wouldn't have helped because whatever rule book is published does not match what is in that. I think mod. Yeah, I think what is in the mod, what we played, is closer because I watched a video as well. So I think what we played with is closer to what is reality, like what's going to get delivered via Kickstarter. The rule book, I think, is like they just haven't updated the rule book to match the current mm -hmm. game state and cards and stuff, uh, which made it a little bit more difficult to figure out how things were supposed to sure. work. So that's so, that's yeah, my complaint about the rule book. It's obviously better when it is actually fully released. So yeah, uh, player interaction, not really, but I, I guess the plus is that it's simultaneous. There's a little bit of. Taking guess, up the spaces. Area guess, yeah, the area control, which I didn't really participate in, <laughs> is maybe the biggest yeah. one. Um, and I guess you could try to block people from some of the other stuff, mm -hmm. except for the bistro. Yeah. I thought the bistro no, was weird. No, it's the bistro was where I got blocked. Yeah. Well, it blocks you differently, though. Like, you can't take the other person's half of a table. That's weird. I feel like you should be able to do that. Um, yeah, especially because you can kind of do it in the fromagerie and the area control board, but maybe they wanted one that's a little bit less indirect. I don't know. It was, mm -hmm. yeah, like you said, kind of inconsistent. I'll, I'll be honest. The only reason why I paid attention to anything that you guys were doing was because I was trying to read, teach and run the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the saying, only oh, yeah, reason why. Very little player interaction. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mostly when it shows up to you, you look at the other stuff and then decide what to do. But yeah. All right. Uh, would you play it again, Kate? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, little bits were disappointing, like, yeah, not making cheese or, or making recipes with cheese, I think would be something I'd be more into, like actually making a baked brie. That would be exciting. Um, but if for no other reason, just to play it again, now that I know how it works, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, it was, it took a while to get a sense of, yeah, the resources and the, each of the different locations. So I, I would try it again. Yeah. Kiwi? Uh, I think I would say yes, but only if it's the physical version. Sure. Like I want to try it with the actual, like with rules that actually match the board. Cause I feel like maybe we didn't get the full experience because I think some of the rules might've been wrong because it was built off a different version. So I would like to try it one more time but it has to be the physical version. I, I don't want to try it again virtual. So I'm going to put yes, just because it would, but I don't know if I would want to play it again after that second try. Uh, BP? Now that Kiwi says that, I'll say yes. At first I was <laughs> going to say no, uh, because I didn't feel there was much there, but if you know, playing with proper rules. And I mean, it does sound fun to actually get to have a cow meeple and a fruit meeple. Mm -hmm. um, that might be somewhat interesting, but yeah. Otherwise I would be no. Uh, I'm going to say yes. I, I actually thought it was pretty decent. Um, like you said, hopefully the real version cleans up some of the stuff, but I think even without it, it was, it was decent. I thought there were a lot of good choices to make with like the turn order. Um, it wouldn't be my go-to because, you know, worker placement, low interactions, not my thing, but at least it was simultaneous. So mm -hmm. it moved quick enough. Um, so yeah, I thought it was, it was all right. 
All right, that was uh, Fromage. So if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, please send them our way. You can do it via email at firstturntabletop at gmail or hit us up on the former Twitter and Instagram at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel says, as he is uh, walking through the fromagerie very delicately, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Eat more cheese. A distinctly nutty and smells of damp earth. (laughs) Disgusting. Like I could swap out a cow for a a thing, structure. (laughs) Yeah, you could turn your cow into a building. Hey, my cow, sorry. (laughs) What's your... Don't worry about what it gives you. Which one do you do? You want a tool shed or do you want a sheep fold? A sheep or a fold. specialty cheese I mean, shop? I really want a specialty cheese shop. Better but... start working on it. <laughs>